Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, it is exciting to have you guys here hanging out with us. Are you guys having a good night tonight? So far, so good. What's up, what's up? Hey, hope you guys enjoy the pizza. I'm glad you guys made it here early. I know it feels different sometimes when we change things up a little bit, but we are glad that you guys all are here. Um, if you have not met me yet, my name is Stallion. That's what everyone calls me. Um, I'm the, the director here, and I'm just so excited for this new season of high school student ministry. I wasn't here last week. I was um, out of town for a wedding, and so um, I missed some of you guys who rolled up last week, and I'm just happy you guys are here this week, and we're excited about all that God is doing uh, in this ministry and all he wants to do uh, in this new season. Uh, so if you haven't met me, come up, talk to me, introduce yourselves. It is such a privilege for me to be sharing God's word and to be hanging out with you guys today. Now, as you guys know, when we come and meet here and, and teach, we teach through series. And last week, Bryce kicked things off and talked to us about um, kind of our theme um, as we start to move forward, that we want this to be a place where you can belong and your friends can belong and anyone who comes here has a place here. We want to be family. Um, and so we're excited that you guys are here with us tonight um, hanging out. And we are starting a new series called Stronger. And the idea behind this is basically that in life, at some point or another, whether you have experienced this yet or not, or whether it's something that's still be in the future, at some point or another, everyone will experience some type of loss or hurt or pain. And I know that's not like a fun topic to talk about, but it's just the truth. Like, it's the reality of life, and we're going to find out some of this tonight. Like, sometimes things don't always go well. Sometimes things are difficult. Sometimes things aren't always going to be good and, and all exciting and, and, and happy and go lucky and all those kind of things. And so we're going to talk about what do we do in those situations. And our goal, our prayer is that as we take the next couple weeks and look at God's Word, that we would learn and understand in difficult times, how do we become stronger? How does God help us? How does he grow us? How does he challenge us in those situations? But before we get to all that, I want us to think about this because as I was thinking about this concept of being stronger, um, I, I mean, I started thinking about so many like pop songs um, about stronger and all these different things. And my favorite is probably just like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Like I just, I feel that. And there's this one TV show that I feel like em emphasizes this and displays this so much. And I figured I would show you guys a tiny clip of this today. Let's go ahead and show that first clip from this show, Wipeout. That's right. The sky's the limit. But the joy we get from the big balls knows no bounds. Now in a goose down comforter, our big balls bring warmth on what it is about someone who just totally wipes out and just eats it that is like super entertaining and super hilarious. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but has anyone ever had a super embarrassing fall of sorts? Come on, be honest, raise your hand. All right, if you have an experience, have you ever, are you ready for this? Honesty moment. Have you ever laughed at somebody in the minute of their embarrassing fall or trip or like that? 
Listen, this is one of those illustrations that the more I thought of it, I was like, there's like too many stories. I have to like figure out how to like whittle them out, okay? I can't tell all of them. But I remember this one specific time when we were on vacation, and this place that we were at, we were in Italy, that's where I grew up, you guys know that, but we were at this vacation resort, and on one of the nights we decided we were going to kind of walk out and go around and, and visit the, the resort area where we were staying, and this was before like high wire existed and trampoline parks and all that kind of stuff, but as we were making our way throughout the resort, we saw they had this spot where they had multiple trampolines. I know we got some trampoline experts in here, but I had not like had a lot of experience on a trampoline. And so we went out that night and we get to the place and they had these trampolines. And I, because I was the older brother, I knew I had to challenge my brothers. And I was like, guys, guess what I can do? And so I tried to do a flip. Now, of course, it didn't work the first time. And so I tried it again and again and again. I was getting a little bit closer each time until finally I was like, I'm going to nail the flip this time. And I jumped as hard as I could, flipped as best as I could, and landed straight on my back and my butt side. And guess what? I was wearing pants and they ripped all the way up. Now, luckily I had other shorts underneath. And so I was like, and I was a little young kid. And so I went to my mom and I was super embarrassed because my pants were ripped. And she was like, well, just go back and get them changed. I was like, and if I walk back, everyone's going to see my pants are ripped. And so no joke, I walked like this, like all the way back to the resort to my room to get changed. I was like so embarrassed and so mortified. It was the worst experience of my life. Well, maybe like physically. Because the truth is when we talk about pain and we talk about hurt and we talk about suffering in life, there also is another kind, and that is what happens on a deeper level, a stronger type of pain that has to do with our emotions, that has to do with our feelings. It has to do with what we experience on the inside. Now listen, the truth is, uh, you guys are in high school, and so it's possible that you guys have experienced some of this, but, but some people may have never experienced any kind of like real, like serious pain. I'm not talking like, like tripped and like stub your toe. I'm talking like, like hurt, like, like pain on the inside, like difficulty, feeling like you're even going to like live and survive or, or, or breathe or, or anything like that. I know for me, I never experienced this until way after college. And if I can be really, really honest with you guys, I want to tell you a little bit about that story tonight. You see, for me, the first time I ever experienced pain or hurt or something like this came much further in life. It wasn't when I was younger. It wasn't when I was in high school. It wasn't, I mean, I had had some tough times. I remember in middle school, there was this guy that used to tease me and bully me a lot. But even that was minor compared to the point of when I got much older. And for me, it was the, the loss of a relationship. And it wasn't loss as in, like, somebody passed away from me. Because even then, it, nothing like that, had, I had experienced anything like that in a long time. But for me, it came in the form of a breakup. And I know that breaking up with someone maybe sounds like a silly thing or someone's like, well, that's weird. But this was a serious relationship where I dated someone for over two and a half years. It was a committed relationship. I thought things were going super, super well. And I remember coming to the end of that relationship and understanding, hey, where we're going is two different directions. We're going two different places, and, and that's okay, but I think we need to call this relationship off. And even though I, it made sense and even though it was a good idea, it was still super painful. And it's tough because in situations like that, we start to think weird thoughts. We start to think like, well, I'm never going to find anybody else. Or we start to think, this person hates me. They're better off without me. Or maybe it was all fake up until this point. Or maybe it was never really real. And I don't know what you've experienced. I don't know what kind of life you've had or what things that you have gone through. But the truth is, you've probably experienced pain and suffering and loss at some point or another in your life. In fact, let me try this for a second. If you feel like you've ever experienced pain or suffering or hurt or loss, would you just be bold enough and, and honest and raise your hand for a second? 
If you've experienced something like that. Now look around the room for a second. Keep your hands up. Look around the room. It's literally like just about every person in this room has experienced that. And the first thing that I want us to understand, the first thing I want us to know tonight is that sometimes life goes wrong. Sometimes life goes wrong. It's, it's, it's inevitable. Like you, you can't, no matter what you do to course correct, no matter how much money you have or, or who you talk to or where you live or where you've grown up or what your family is like, at some point or another, life will go wrong. The plans that you have, the, 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 the things that you put in order, the, the hopes, the dreams, whatever it is, at some point, things will go wrong. Now, this is not meant to, to be a morbid thing because we're going to find out that there is hope in this. But there's two main reasons why this happens. And the first time, it's because of something that we do or something that we fail to do. Sometimes we experience pain and loss and failure because of something that we have done or not done that we're supposed to do. It's because of our own fault. It's something that we've caused. And listen, if I can be honest with you guys, this is probably sometimes the, the worst because it's like we're to blame. We're the ones who have done this to ourselves. Sometimes we've, we've failed a test. We didn't make the grade that we wanted. And, and sometimes we can trace that back to, well, it's because I just didn't put in the work. I didn't study. Sometimes we didn't make the team. We didn't have an effort. We didn't try. We didn't practice. Sometimes we, we lose a friendship because of something that we said or something that we did to cause hurt and pain in that relationship and eventually lose that friendship or that relationship, whatever it is. Sometimes we get our phones taken away. That's not even not pain and suffering. But sometimes we get that and it happens because of us being a jerk to our parents, because of the way that we talk to them, because of the way that we respond. And we are the ones responsible for that hurt, for that loss. Maybe there's even something worse that we've done, something worse that we've experienced. And maybe for some of us this past summer, when we think back just a couple weeks ago and a couple months ago, it wasn't this great, awesome, fun time that we experienced. Maybe there's things this past summer that we did that have put us in a different tra trajectory now. Maybe there's some things that we have done in the last couple months that have caused where we are today. Maybe we're experiencing difficulty and tough situations and failure because of things that we have done. But also, when life goes wrong, sometimes it's simply because of something that is not our fault. You see, the truth is that there are moments in life where things don't go the way we plan, don't go according to our way, and there's nothing we can do about it. It's not something we can control. It's not something we can change. It's not something we can do better. It just is. But the beautiful thing that we're going to find out throughout this series is that whatever the situation is, whatever has made life difficult for you, or whatever has made it hard, or whatever has caused pain, and if you're not going through this now, uh, that's fine. Take this message and save it for a rainy day because there will be times, and if you talk to the adults in the room, they would agree, there will be times where you will go through struggle, through difficulty, and God wants to take us through it, and God wants to make us stronger. So I want to start out by looking at God's word, and I want us to, to look at the beginning of everything. When God created everything that was here in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. You see, we, we go through creation. If you're in confirmation with me, we go through all the days of creation. When we get to day 6, in verse 31 says, And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was, what does it say up there? Very good. 
If you read through Genesis chapter 1, it goes through and he creates everything. It says he creates the sky, he creates the, the, the earth, and he creates the water, and, and, and the birds, and the fish, and the animals. And, and he goes through and he creates every single thing throughout creation. And every time, almost like a poem, almost like it's repeating, it says, and it was the first day, and it was the second day, and then behold, it was good. And behold, it was good. Behold, it was good. And it gets to the sixth day, and God looks at everything and says, and behold, it was very good. Now, some people think because this is because he has created man at this point. Other people think it's because the completion of creation has happened. But regardless, when God created everything, his goal, his intention, the, the primary way that everything was supposed to be was for it to be very good. That's how it was. That's how it was intended to be. You see, life was intended to be very good. When God creates everything, his purpose, his way of doing stuff was for it to become very good. But something went wrong. And so in Genesis chapter 3, just a couple chapters over, we learn about the sin of Adam and the sin of Eve. And when Jesus confronts them about their sin, and you guys know the story, they disobeyed God. They ate some fruit. Some people think it was an apple. The Bible doesn't actually say. This is the ate fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And in verse 17, God says to Adam, well, starting in verse 16, he says to the woman, Surely I will multiply your pain in childbearing, your pain shall, be, shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam, he says, in verse 17, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, you have eaten of the tree from which I commanded you that you shall not eat of. Cursed is the ground because of you. you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field." You see, in verse 17 and verse 18, we find out that it's because of sin that the whole way we relate to creation, the whole way that God has created us has started to shift and has started to change. For the first time, we see pain. For the first time, we see suffering. For the first time, we see difficulty in what they were supposed to do. You see, up until this point, Adam and Eve literally could just walk up to a tree and be like, oh, I'm hungry, pluck, and eat it. Man, those are some good cherries. Pop it in your mouth. Man, that looks like a, a juicy fruit. Not like juicy fruits, but like juicy fruit. See what I did there? But at this point, when they walk up, when they find out, when God finds out that they have sinned, he says, from now on, everything that you do has to be in labor. From now on, you're going to have to plant. You're going to have to work the ground, and you're going to have to take care of the ground. You're going to have to collect things. There's going to be thorns. There's going to be thistle. All of these things you're going to have to do because of sin. Pain and suffering and loss were not God's original plan, but because of sin, because of, of disobedience, all this has entered into the world. You see, failure, pain, and loss are unavoidable because of sin. But that's not the end of the story. You see, if I read all of these things, if I said all this stuff to you and then closed my Bible and went home, that'd be pretty rough. There wouldn't be hope to that. But the beauty is that God does give hope. God provides hope in this situation because that's not the end of the story. There's more to it. There's more that God wishes to accomplish in each and every one of us. And so, yes, pain is inevitable because of our sin or just because of the fallenness of world. Bad things do happen. We experience loss. We experience failure. And I'm not sure what that looks like for you. I don't know what loss and failure looks like for you and pain and suffering. I don't know if it's happening in school it's happening in friendships or in your family. 
But imagine that things go on all the time that create anxiety and stress and worry for us, that create pain inside of our soul, not externally, sometimes maybe, but especially internally. The beautiful thing is this, though, that Jesus can redeem what has gone wrong. Jesus can redeem what has gone wrong. Now, I want us to look at Colossians chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. Colossians chapter 1. This is where we're going to camp out for a few minutes. It's the New Testament. It's one of Paul's letters to the church in Colossae. And in chapter 1 of Colossians, Paul speaks to, to this idea that we've been talking about, this idea of, of pain and suffering and, and Jesus wanting to come and to work in it. We said that the first part of pain and suffering, the first part that happens with our pain and our suffering has to do with when we sin, when we produce our own pain and suffering, the mistakes that we make and the pain and suffering that comes from it. So in Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14 says this, He, speaking of Jesus has delivered us from the domain of darkness, and he has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. You see, in Christ Jesus, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So if our sin has produced pain, if our sin has produced produced suffering, if our pain has produced something inside of us that's not going well, that that it isn't working out, in Jesus... Through his blood, through him dying on the cross, we have access to the redemption, to the forgiveness of that. You see, God's original plan was for everything to be very good. Sin messed it up, and then God decided to send his son Jesus to say, wait a minute, time out, pause, reset. If you accept my son and his payment on the cross, I offer you forgiveness, redemption for what's been done. But we said that sometimes pain and suffering and hurt don't come just from that. They also come just from, from life itself, from life in general. And the other part of Colossians, looking at verse 15, says this. He is the image of the invisible God, speaking of Jesus, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things are held together. And he is at the head of the body of the church. In the beginning, the firstborn from the, and, he, and, the, and he is in the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in, in him everything might be preeminent. Now listen to verse 19 and verse 20. It says, In him, still speaking about Jesus, all of the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him, his desire was to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven making peace by the blood of his cross. Jesus came to make peace with all things on earth by the blood that he shed on the cross. So what that means is we're saying that bad things do happen. They're inevitable. They happen sometimes. I'm going to invite my man James to come on out. He's going to help me with something real quick. I want to illustrate some of what this means to us. Everyone give a big round of applause for James. James, you're awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) make all this disappear. This is awesome. Let's let's clap it up for James. 
Okay, so we said bad things happen. We're going to get to this in a second. Bad things happen, and we said sometimes it's because of our sin, and sometimes it's because of, well, life. And Jesus, it says the first part, he came to forgive us of sin. So because bad things happen, because of our sin, Jesus forgives us of our sin. He wants to reconcile us. But then we said bad things happen also because life. It's just the way it is. And in that, Jesus, dying on the cross, shedding his blood for us, also, also desires to create peace. He also desires to fix things. He also desires to redeem stuff. Now, that word redeem is a key word. And this is what this illustration is going to be. This is how I want us to understand it best. This water is heating up. Let me take a look, take a peek. It's still going. And so what I want us to understand, though, what does it look like for something to be redeemed? Do you guys have any thoughts on what the word redeem means? To what? To be clean again. All right, what else? To make new. Anyone else want to guess? All right, does anyone have a dictionary app on their phone? Or Google? <laughs> Look up the word redemption. Is someone looking it up? Oh, all in the back. Read it nice and loud. The action of being saved from sin error, or evil. You see, the fact is this. Because all this whole plan, God's plan to have life be very good, for it to be perfect, was messed up, was screwed up by sin, God sends his son Jesus to come on earth, to die on the cross, to fix this plan for us, to redeem this plan for us. And so what it means to be redeemed, whether it's, it's something that, that, that we have done or something that just life is happening, the circumstances of life, to redeem it is, is kind of a, a couple of different approaches. Now, in this first bowl here, I have some carrots. Does anyone like particularly like raw carrots? I don't have any ranch. Oh, now it's on the floor. Here you go. We'll try another one. Boom. That one's on the floor, too. I'll get one more. Ah! They're hard to catch. I'll keep throwing them. Here we go. All right. We're out. Now, <laughs> carrots. <laughs> that was awesome. Carrots have the characteristic of being super, what color? They're also hard. Carrots are one of those kind of things that are just, it, it's an interesting thing. It intrigues me. If you eat it raw, it tastes better with ranch. If you eat it cooked, Olive oil. No, I'm just kidding. That's because I'm Italian. So I want us to, to think about something. We have some carrots, we have an egg, and we have some coffee, and we're going to get to all of these. The, the water is heated up. It's gotten to be hot. It's probably not as hot as it needs to be. But I want us to think about carrots for a second. Because if you put them in, in a bowl, let's say this hot water here. Oh, it's steaming. This hot water represents life. It represents the difficult things of life. It represents the pain. It represents the suffering. It represents the loss that we have. And what happens is if we take these difficult things of life and, and we were to pour them over us, let's say we're like the carrots. What happens over time, if we're put in hot water, if a carrot were to stay there for a long time in boiling water, if a carrot were just to like, if you were to like boil it to death, what would happen is it would start to lose its color a little bit. It would start to get soft a little bit. It actually started to get a little bit mushy. Probably wouldn't taste as good. And when it gets mushy, it actually could start to break apart. Now, the next thing we have is, is an egg. 
And, and an egg, you guys know, if, if you eat hard-boiled eggs, what you have to do is you have to boil it. You have to fully submerge it in hot water and let it sit for a good bit of time in that hot water. And eventually it starts to become hard because it's a hard-boiled egg. It starts to become tough. It starts to kind of become even, I don't know if you eat hard-boiled eggs, smelly. Am I right? Especially the yolk. Oh, okay. Gross. Or we have coffee. Now, do we have any coffee drinkers in the house? Okay, I'm not sure what kind of coffee method you like. This is, is not a real method. I just, I love the smell of beans. If you take the same difficulty, the hot water of life, the difficulty, the stress, the anxiety, the pain, the suffering, the loss, everything that happens, and you pour it over coffee, something different happens. You see, carrots kind of tend to, to, to become mushy. They come to fall apart and break. The egg kind of curls up on itself, I guess. It becomes hard and it becomes um, jaded. But coffee, when coffee is touched with hot water, it starts to, to get infused and release oils and, and smells and caffeine, and it makes a beautiful and wonderful drink. Now, the truth is this. Each and every one of us, when we are faced with the hard situations of life, when we're faced with the difficult situations of what is happening in our life, where we can be like these carrots, where, where after time, if life is difficult, life is complicated, life is hard, life is suffering, and time after time after time, as we, we, we keep getting poor difficulty in our lives, we can just kind of start to fall apart, become mush. We can let it change us and alter us. Maybe we can become more and more cynical. We don't want to talk to anyone. We don't want to share it with anyone. We just want to hold it to ourselves and we become like a hard-boiled egg that, that no one can talk to, no one can reach. We're just, we're just mad or angry. Or like coffee, we can allow the hot water of life to come, the difficulties to come, the, the stress, the, the, the pain, the, the anxiety, the loss. And yeah, it's hard and yeah, it's difficult, but we can allow it to come, to come upon us to transform us, to redeem us, and to do something beautiful. That's Jesus' desire. James, you can come and grab this, man. You see, guys, the truth is, no matter what situation we find ourselves in, no matter what difficulty is happening, no matter what loss or, 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 or anything that's going on in our lives, the truth is that we have the choice. We have the choice of how we act we have the choice of how we respond to circumstances. We have the choice of how these things are going to affect us. We can decide what's going to happen in our lives. And sure, we can become bitter and not trust anyone and not talk to anyone. Or we can let go of everything and lose all control and, 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 and be upset. Or we, like the coffee, can allow God to come and do something incredible and to redeem us in life situations. You see, the Psalms are one of those places of beautiful comfort. The Psalms are one of those places where David opens up his heart and shares to God in a way that is so real, that is so authentic, where he's just being honest with himself. And one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 13. In the first two verses, David is crying out to God, and as he's feeling upset and angry with God, he says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? He says, How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my, my enemy be exalted over me? So David's not afraid to get real with God. He says, God, in this situation, I'm frustrated. 
In this situation, I'm angry. In this situation, I'm hurt. In this situation, I have pain. And he goes to God, and he's so real, and he's so honest to a degree that I wish we would be honest and real and open with God. He goes to him, and he cries out to him. It's plain as day, like, God, what's going on? Have you forgotten about me? And he's not afraid to get real with God. And through that, through his honesty, through his openness with God, through confessing to God, through being real with him, God starts to redeem him and change his heart from the inside out. And God can do the same with each and every one of us. If we let the difficulty just affect us and hurt us and and we get to a place where we just kind of shrivel apart, we become like the mushy carrot. Maybe we just hold everything in and we got to be strong and and, and we we just kind of tuck away and we don't share anything with anyone and and no one's going to hurt me. We allow those difficulties to make us hard and bitter. Maybe we can go to God and say, here's where I'm struggling. Here's what's difficult. Here is what is hard in my life. Here's my loss. Here's my pain. Here's my failure. God, would you please redeem this? You know, I'm, I'm sometimes getting embarrassed to talk about the pain in my life. I sometimes get embarrassed to say that uh, a breakup in my life was a big deal. But it was the truth. And there was a season where I remember I would wake up at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. is early. I don't know if you guys get up at that time. I don't do it on purpose. But I wake up at 4.30 and 5 a.m. I couldn't sleep. I felt sick to my stomach. And I had to turn to God and say, God, I hate this feeling right now. I'd rather feel anything but this right now. I would pray, I'd say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm an adult, I'm, I'm a man, I'm, I have a job, and yet I feel like I don't want to do anything today. I need your help, I need your strength. I, I would pray to God and say, God, everything in my life has been going good up to this point, and I feel like such a baby right now, but I'm so sad. I feel lonely. And when I could confess those things to him, God would come and start to redeem my heart and redeem my circumstances and redeem what was going on and producing in me strength, making me stronger to be able to face my circumstances. So what about you? What's the hurt? What's the pain? What's the suffering in your life? See, one of the things that we do is we get super loud. We try to create distractions. We stay on our phone. We, we always play music. We don't like to get alone with our thoughts. And so tonight I want to try something a little bit different. I want you guys just to close your eyes and bow your heads. And I want us just to get really silent for a second. I know sometimes silence is uncomfortable. Sometimes it's something we don't like. But I think it's so good for us to practice this and to pause for a minute and stop. And I want you to think and say, God, what are you trying to show me tonight? What is the pain in my life tonight? What is the suffering that I have? What's the cause of it? What's producing the anxiety, the stress? What's frustrating me? And I want you just to be real with God. You don't have to do this out loud. I'm going to be quiet in a second. I just want you to pray to him. Talk to him like you would a friend. Say, God, here's what's on my mind. Here's what's difficult for me. Here's what's hard. Here's my pain. Here's the failure. Would you trust that God would come and redeem that? Take a couple moments to be quiet before God. Lord Jesus, it's easy to let pain and hurt control us, to let fear and difficulty reign in our hearts. But I pray, Father God, right now, that every student in this room, every adult in the back, 
Father, that whatever we are going through and experiencing that creates pain and suffering and loss, doesn't have to just be a death of a loved one or a, a, a physical loss or it could be whatever. It could be an argument. It could be a fight with someone. It could be a betrayal. It could be our parents going through a divorce. It could be, it could be anything. But Father, I pray that whenever we have these situations, whenever life gets difficult, whether it's because of our sin or because of life itself, that in those moments we remember that you love us, that you care for us, that you want to redeem us through all these situations. Do you want to come because of your son dying on the cross for us? You can change those situations into positive ones. You can make us stronger through those circumstances. So our prayer tonight, Father God, is that you would do just that in our lives. That you would help us in difficult times to trust in you. That you would come and do something incredible. We ask these things, Father, in your holy name. And all of God's people said, amen.